I'm Lilith Black, a paranormal investigator, and this is episode three of Ghost Town Killer, a search for my sister's murderer. Fort Macbeth is feeling like a Greek tragedy. One of the owners of the Marmot River Mine, Lucy Fu, was dating murder victim Amanda Summers and has now been accused of her murder. Summers was married to mine union leader Rick McKenzie, who has recently started a wildcat strike. Rick McKenzie was valedictorian here in Fort Macbeth and married his high school sweetheart. He's just so fun and adventurous. He has a joyful soul. It was no brainer to elect Rick as union leader. He always looks out for people at the mine. Growing up, Rick's been a good brother. Suicide is up, overdoses are up. The whole damn town is dying. Actually, no, towns don't die. The town is being murdered. What are you doing? Why the hell are you shooting this way? Because that's the way the deer is. We got him. Great shot, Rick. <laughs> Was there ever any doubt? Those who blow the horn are often not the best hunters. But you seem to have mastered both. I found something very interesting in Ivan's back. Now, I just have to get out of this forest alive. I got it, Chels. Donnie, help her with the bag. Ivan and I are going to carry the beast back to the truck. Very manly of you all to kill a defenseless animal. The thing at the lake on Christmas. <clears throat> You're not strong enough to hear it. I just wanted to know if you were covering for your brother. Did you cover for Amanda? I don't have to. I meant if she was still around. I don't have to because Amanda would never do anything like that. What about the night my sister was murdered? Yeah, we went out that night. Look, Rick needed my help. I haven't seen you in forever, Chels. Lilith, whoever you are. Okay, Rick has always been around for me. It's a long, silent walk back to our vehicles. I went back to the world's most not-classy roadside motel and found Tadashi. There is something that doesn't sit right with me about Lucy being the murderer. But it has nothing to do with ghosts, Lilith. I'm willing to see past my ghost hypothesis. I have a feeling that Lucy might not be the killer. Why do you say that? She is very smart. She should have been harder to catch. It was too easy. The powers that be want a swift resolution to this case. They seem to care more about a timely result than it being correct. People today just listen to the answers they want to hear. No one cares about the truth anymore. I have a new theory that the killer is Rick McKenzie. Do you trust Don McKenzie? He is Rick's alibi for the night of the murder. Donovan told me they were out all night, but Rick said they were in all night. These small towns are so complicated in their simplicity. I will talk to Rick. Can we go together? I thought we were partners. Well, you're more of a silent partner. You're making a mistake. I'm much better as a loud partner. <laughs> 
I do not agree. I like to investigate alone. All of these old memories seem to be bubbling up to the surface. I'm lying in bed in my motel room when I remember this one story about Rick. After graduation, Rick goes to trade school in Edmonton. Amanda's a year younger than Rick, so she stays to finish her grade 12. I met this new guy, Chels. He's not like anyone else. His name is Cody. Cody is the new kid in school. Cody really likes Amanda. She really likes Cody. He'd come over, and for a younger Lilith, it was confusing, because Amanda was still dating Rick, albeit long distance. Life is too short to not follow your heart and see where it takes you. Rick would come home every other weekend, and they'd be happy as could be. But during the week, that was her time with Cody. I guess looking back on it, Amanda was never really one for exclusive relationships. And this long distance thing with Rick? I hate it. I miss him. Anyway, Rick comes home and this time it's for the entire summer. He meets Cody. I don't know how much Rick knows. Anyway, it's Cody's first summer in Fort Macbeth, so Rick and Donovan take Cody out to the local swimming home. To these lakeside cliffs the kids used to love to jump off. At the very base of the cliff, there's a bit of rock that juts out, but once you clear it, the lake goes as deep as you can imagine. The day Rick and Donovan took Cody out to the lake, <laughs> Cody doesn't clear the rocks. One event can really change a place. After the Cody incident, people stayed away. Donovan and Rick were the only two witnesses to what happened the day Cody died. Amanda never liked to talk about it, but I remember rumors going around that Rick pushed him. I didn't take it seriously, and neither did most people. No one wanted to believe that Rick was capable of something like that. I hope one day people jump off that cliff again. It used to be a rite of passage in this area. The organs aren't human, they're from a deer. Why would someone throw deer organs at my window? <laughs> I don't know. You guys want anything else? No, we're good. You mind settling up? I gotta get out of here, Donnie. I have a doctor's appointment. Yeah, sure, Tina. The bill is all together. Uh, okay, lady. You know cops eat here for free, right? Shit. Is that because your sister's the waitress? No, because I serve and protect. Are you following up on any other leads on this murder? Other leads? We have the killer in custody. Statistically speaking, the most likely person to be the murderer is the victim's spouse. Okay, let me just stop you there, Detective Lilith. 
because the stat is actually to be killed by a lover, which Lucy fits, and we have a murder weapon. Murder weapon? This about Rick's wife? Here's the bell. Thanks. Did you hear that it was that rich bitch at the mine? Yeah, well, there's a thing called innocent until proven guilty. She sounds guilty to me. Rick really loved that hippie wife of his. Ugh, I hope they give that rich bitch the chair. I hope I'm not disturbing you. Not at all, partner. Glad to be unsilenced. I was wondering if you could tell me about your sister's relationship with uh, Ivan Molotov. A family friend? He's Rick's co-worker. I think they're friends. You think? Amanda never mentioned him, but I didn't really know much about her life here, apparently. I see. We just identified some calls from Amanda's phone to Ivan on the night of the murder. It seems like he may have been nearby, but the data from the cell towers is imprecise. You're sure you didn't see anyone else in Gold Creek? I wish I had. Thank you, Miss Black. Uh, Call me... (sighs) Lilith. I decide to go speak with Helen, the principal of Amanda's school, and see if she knows where Amanda was secretly living. I find the principal inside, sweeping the halls. Cutbacks to the budget. I'm Amanda's sister. She had the best intentions. But goddamn, she was a fucking pain in the ass. Well, I I don't know, um... I'm gonna miss the hell out of her. Not sure what that says about me. I wanted to ask you a question. After ten years of administering public school, the saying really should be, keep asking stupid questions. Seriously, questions are really important. Fire away. I heard that Amanda wasn't living with Rick anymore and had found a new place. Do you know anything about that? No. The only address I had was the one with her husband. She looks like she wants to say something else, but she just shakes her head. Helen, is there a stupid question I'm not asking? Ah, fuck it. I just want to say that Amanda was a good teacher. She had this way of making all the little shits feel like they were special. They loved her. Yeah, a good teacher can really change a person's life. But sadly, love is not universal. Despite Amanda always fucking claiming that it was. I guess it's kind of ironic that a person who loves everyone ends up so hated. Who hated my sister? Parents organization? Or as I like to call them, the uptight breeders. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. I put up with their shit for years with a smile, but the school is fucking shutting down. What are they going to do? Fire me? They wanted me to fire her. Never did it, though. I told Amanda to pick her battles, and yet fighting for her was still a battle I picked every day. Why did the parents want her fired? She was too open-minded for this close-minded town. Some folks even sent her death threats. Uh, Hold on. Death threats for teaching seems a little extreme. Teach a climate change unit in a mining town? See how well that goes over. It seemed like everything she did pissed off somebody. But it was her trying to organize a town pride event. That's when the threats started. 
I asked Helen if there was a specific parent who stood out in the group, if anyone in particular really had it out for my sister. She clearly didn't want to single anyone out. She instead showed me some of the messages she had received about Amanda so I could make my own call. One parent did stand out. Uh, sorry, can you read this out loud? Where I am from, a woman like Miss Summers would never be able to continue such a godless way of life without the harshest reprimand. She would likely be shot. But even those who are born in this beautiful country know that I am not wrong. She is a danger to the souls of our children. I am not a vengeful person, but I am now praying every day for God's punishment to carry her to hell before she takes my children there. Jeez, that's some dark stuff. It's surprising that the parent who wrote this is Ivan Molotov, the mine worker who I thought was Rick's friend. The principal offered one final comment. There's a lot of jacked-up gun nuts in this dying town. Be careful. Uh, hey, Tadashi. What are you doing here? Do you carry that microphone with you everywhere? It's my weapon of choice. Are you around to talk to the principal about Amanda's secret living situation? Are you here running your own investigation? <clears throat> I'm, uh, here visiting friends. There you go, clearing your throat again. <sighs> the principal doesn't know anything about Amanda's secret living situation. But you should ask about the parents' organization. You can stop this, Miss Black. I will get to the bottom of it. to widen my search for clues, I accept an invite to go on Mayor Tiffany Harp's radio show. She won bronze at the Olympics for figure skating and has been a local celebrity ever since. She used her notoriety to start her own radio show and not long after entered local politics. Harp has heart. <laughs> I remember the slogans around town when I grew up. Welcome to the highest-rated show on the airwaves, Voice of Fort Macbeth. I am your host, Tiffany Harp, and today we have Amanda Summers' sister, Lilith. Thank you for having me on. Lilith had the privilege of being an intern on my program when she was in high school. That started my interest in broadcasting, and now I run my own podcast. I wanted to have you on to tell us what Amanda was like growing up. It's such a tragedy that Fort Macbeth residents lost such a lovely member of our community. Actually, what I wanted to talk about was, if anyone in your audience has evidence about my sister's murder or knows anything strange about her husband, Rick, please contact me. I want to hear from you. <laughs> the killer has been caught. It's Lucy Fu, the mine owner. Did you know that she and Amanda were having a forbidden lesbian affair? I just think that Lucy might have been framed. I know that you work on the lawless wild web, but here on radio we have standards and can't just go around making up fake news. This is not fake news. I actually have found evidence I realize that, might... that you might regret not having spent enough time with your sister, but no amount of finger-pointing is going to bring her back. Our police have already found justice for Amanda. Because of the radio appearance, I get a message from the owner of the Canary, a local bar. The saying is, if the canary tells you you're done, then you're done. 
Well, not much longer till the canary stops singing for good. At first, we were busier than ever. Folks turning to drink when time started to get rough. It was bittersweet. Good cash for bad reasons. But then folks started moving on, leaving town. And we've been so hard hit by the lower numbers, I don't know how much longer I can keep the lights on. I love this old place. You look like you need a drink. I don't want the canary to be done. This is the bartender, and he looks as if Santa Claus were a member of the Hell's Angels, tattoos and everything. He's been here for as long as I've known the place. I'd never seen it this empty, and he looks beyond sad. What's your poison? Crown. No ice. I'm gonna join you. It's over here? Yeah, up there. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Never had someone pour the bartender a drink before. There's a first time for everything. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> you wanted to tell me something? Oh my god. I had a busy night a few weeks ago. We were rocking. Felt like the old days. I need those nights. People were buying drinks, dancing, and then Rick barges in, angry as hell. What'd he do? Rick was mad at Amanda and that new mine owner, GFU. He was drunk and yelling like a crazy man. He killed the mood. Everyone got real scared, real quiet, real quick. Pass the bottle. Yeah. He threatened that he was going to kill Amanda for being a lying, unfaithful tramp. His words, not mine. I told him he was done. The canary had spoken and get the hell out of my bar. And then he broke a bunch of glasses and made a scene. Everyone left. Really fucked my night. Fuck that guy. Did you tell the investigator Tadashi any of this? I told Donovan. It's his brother, after all. Don't want to step on the toes of the only cop in Fort Macbeth, even if his days are numbered. In this business, it's good to have a friend on the right side of the law, if you know what I mean. Sure. One more for good luck? <sighs> Some people see stuff like that, they don't come back. Unless they're the trouble kind, who like that sort of thing. I just wanted this to be a happy place. An escape. The canary cannot be done. Hey, it'll sing again. To rocking nights. Back at the motel, I confide in Tadashi. Okay, you know that Ivan has a connection to organ trafficking. I went through his bag while he was hunting. I found a burner phone. There are text messages to someone called The Cutter. I looked at the history, and they had been doing drop-offs for a while. The most recent messages shows that The Cutter will be doing a drop-off to Ivan tonight at a warehouse nearby. I will look into it. Are you going to contact the lawyers and tell them to put a hold on things with Lucy? We will need real proof. <sighs> Come on, look at this proof. Call them. It's too soon. Please. We don't know enough yet. You don't understand, Tadashi. This is my sister. It's important to me because it's my family. My parents were both murdered 
when I was a young boy. The police could not find the killer. I became obsessed with trying to find them. Did you catch them? No. There are some answers that cannot be found. I needed to know why. If I knew the reason, I thought I could put it to rest. It would be less senseless. The unknown is the scariest thing of all. You like to find the answers for others when you can. Give them the closure you never had. A good deduction, Miss Black. Do you want to come with me to the warehouse? Yes. I figured you would go anyway, so I might as well invite you. Let's drive together. How long have you been a fan? I was going through music online the other night. I came across this track and thought it was perfect. For annoying you, a good mix of happy and warm. You were messing with me? Well, it worked. You seemed very annoyed. I was tired of listening to your guitar jams. You would play so late into the evening. Night is when I feel the loneliest. The thing about this song, it's really catchy. <laughs> yeah, that it is. I ran away to Costa Rica, now I'm chasing waterfalls and margaritas. <laughs> Why did you come to Canada of all places? I knew I wanted to solve murders. The only problem was, Japan has the lowest murder rate in the world. It was the worst place on earth to pursue my dream of becoming a homicide detective. I would need to move to a place more dangerous. Like Canada. Huh. You don't hear that every day. Higher murder rate and close to Japan. Why not the US? You must learn to walk before you run. We get to the warehouse and wait. It's a spooky old building. A testament to the dreams of a town that wanted to build an economy beyond mining. A sign of passing times and broken dreams. Ivan arrives. He's alone. He stands outside the warehouse, carrying a cooler, and waits for the cutter to make an appearance. After a few minutes, Ivan gives up waiting for the cutter. He heads back to his car. Tadashi makes his move. Freeze! Step away from the cooler! Lilith, stop! Lilith, what are you doing here? Miss Black, do not open that! What is this? Go back to the car. Fuck. No organs. Just a stockpile of contraband pills and some weed. Obviously, that is not what I was hoping for. Ivan is nothing more than a small-town drug dealer. But it's, it's not what you were expecting. 
My first big police bust is not going as planned. My father always told me the first spent kick is always lumpy. Tadashi, I'm sorry. You should have been more patient back there, Miss Black. Not all roads lead to the places we want to go. The next morning, things get even worse for my Rick murder theory. Tadashi invites me to the station to hear something for myself. Rick's little sister, Tina, is making a statement. She's in her waitress uniform. Hi, I'm Tina. So, cool off on this whole Rick murderer thing, alright? I called my brothers Rick and Donovan to help me out of a bad spot that night. You are referring to November 13th, the night of the Summers murder? Yeah, that's right. You gotta understand, my boyfriend is a real piece of work. Tina lifts up her waitress uniform and shows us all of her bruises. She is seriously black and blue. The shithead has a real temper. That night he was acting sweet. Even took out the garbage for me. Well, he saw an empty bottle in the trash and it was like a bomb went off. He came at me accusing me of dumping his booze. I put the bottle there but it was empty when I found it. Bastard couldn't even remember he drank it the night before. He got all in my face, it pushed me down the stairs. Then he went total psycho and he grabbed a knife. I had to lock myself in the bathroom. I I didn't know what else to do, so I I called Rick. He's always been there for me, you know, and Rick told me if things ever got really bad to call him. Things were really bad. Rick got all bloody trying to fight his way to me. I asked Donovan not to charge the shithead and I told him not to tell anyone because I didn't need to become the talk of the town. Me and the shithead are over, you know? I can't live life like that anymore, and I want to put it behind me. But if you all are going to put Rick up for murder, then I figured I should come clean. The case I had against Rick vanishes like a ghost. Rick comes to the detachment to make his own statement. <sighs> Look, Amanda and I had a massive fight. I won't downplay it. But it was nothing extreme like it was with Tina and her bozo boyfriend. I didn't beat Amanda up. I threw some stuff around, I yelled, I said things I regret. I scared her. And that was the night she left and started living somewhere else. I didn't kill her. But the thing is, I've been thinking about this a lot, she wasn't the same woman anymore. Maybe I changed too. I did love her still. I kept hoping she would come back and be the same way she was. The Amanda I knew was already gone. Nothing was going to bring her back. Tadashi never ends up charging Ivan. Says the sting was too unorthodox and the charges would fall apart in court anyway. Just when I finally have Tadashi on my side, he had the prosecutor stall Lucy's trial because of the evidence against Rick, Donovan, and Ivan. It turned out to be a bunch of nothing. Yeah, Amanda was a regular. I went to the Gold Creek all the time to help calm her nerves. She pay extra. You went out to meet her the night she was murdered? Da. I didn't see you. Well, you weren't supposed to. So what was with the death threats you sent to the school principal? Your sister and I had... Uh... Secret friendship, I guess. I, I tried to explain this to wife, but uh, she did not believe it. 
She thought uh, I was having an affair once my wife gets an idea or in her head. It's always hard to erase. She wrote the letters to the school and signed my name without telling me. Were you having an affair with Amanda? No, I'd never cheat on my wife. But death threats? Really? My wife is a scary woman. But she did not murder Amanda. She just wanted her to leave town. My father would always tell me the dog with the big bark is not full of might, but rather full of fright. Did you notice anything weird or out of the ordinary about Amanda before she died? She was doing a scientific experiment. She would ask me questions about it, uh, wanted help to get supplies that went beyond what was available at the school. My wife is an environmental consultant. I helped her out. That's what friends do. And who is this Cutter who was supposed to meet you? That I cannot tell you. Walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. Hold on. You and Rick look suspicious. Sorry. I shouldn't have lied about my alibi. I just figured it didn't matter what I said about that night because, you know, we weren't murdering anyone. You know, Tina's right when she says everyone in this town is too nosy for their own good. They always go around making opinions right away. It just got me thinking about Lucy and how the town is out to get her from the start. Maybe I was too. The evidence does look pretty convenient. Are you saying you believe me now? Someone definitely could be framing Lucy. It's just not Rick. One suspect down, the rest of the town to go. Hey, do you want to you know, come over and just brainstorm with some ideas? <laughs> I thought I drank all your whiskey. I can always get more. <laughs> well, maybe later. Not now. I have important business. I did not have important business. I went back to the motel to play guitar and feel sorry for myself. But then, I get the worst email I have ever received in my life. It's from Donovan, and the subject line reads, Goodbye. There's a video attached. It's a suicide email. Donovan is going to kill himself. I dial 911 and rush over to Tadashi's room. We drive right to Donovan's place. We kick in the door and run to find him. He's passed out in his bed with a small generator running and the window seals taped shut. His carbon monoxide detectors are ripped out of the ceiling. We can't wake him up. We drive right behind the ambulance. There's no hospital in Fort Macbeth. My imagination is running me raw as I stare at the back of that ambulance the whole way to Revelstoke. Are they in there trying to revive him still? Are we too late? I turn on the radio to try to get my mind off of things. Coming to you with a special edition, I bring you union leader Rick McKenzie. 
I can't believe that the guys voted to accept this offer. Maybe it's a raise, but that's a short-term gain with no promise of job security. It sets the stage for temporary workers coming in to earn a penny on the dollar. There'll be more layoffs. This town is being murdered right before our eyes. As the mayor and Olympic medalist, I want Fort Macbeth to win. We can be great again. Listening to the radio is not calming. Tadashi, why is there no justice in this world? My last homicide investigation before I came to Fort Macbeth, the victim was part of a very serious criminal network. I solved the murder, but there was no justice in that underworld. There should have been more arrests. Not enough evidence? I started looking into the victim's circles and found more corruption than I imagined. My superiors wanted me to stop my little side investigation. The criminals were too powerful and well-connected. Police work is not about the truth. It was about maintaining order. I was sent to Fort Macbeth as my hunt for the truth was creating too much disorder. See? No justice. Justice does not simply present itself in the open. At least not real justice here. As investigators, we create justice by following the facts. Unfortunately, my superiors were unwilling to see the truth. The snow is really coming down. By the time we get to Revelstoke, the snowfall turned into a full blizzard. It's a near whiteout. The gods are angry. Please, don't die, Donovan. If you're watching this, then it means we solved your sister's murder like I promised. Maybe you're about to leave Fort McBee. And I guess I am too. I know you always hated it here, but I never stopped loving it. Fort Macbeth is more than just a place. It's the whole of everyone who's ever lived here. It's a feeling of being home. And all the memories of my wife and daughter, they live here. And I don't want to get transferred out to some other place because it won't be home. And everyone expects the place to grow up to outlive them. Like how a parent never expects to bury a child. You don't want to watch your hometown die. It's not natural. It's not how things are supposed to be. And one day there won't be anything left. And I don't want to see that happen. I can't watch my family die twice. I miss my family a lot. I miss them every day. I miss my daughter. I miss her so much. I can't leave this place. It's the last memory I have of them. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Bye, Lilith. <laughs>